Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. All right, we're back uh, once again. Hey, you said it this time. I know. Well, because I'm in the studio and you're in yes. paradise. <laughs> Where are you yeah. again? Mexico? I'm in Cancun and it's really nice. I'm not going to lie. Can really you be? Nice. I've never gone to Cancun. I want to go to Cancun. How much exp- How expensive is not it? What's the deal? Like, it seems like a difficult thing to do and everyone's doing it. Well, it actually, it was super easy. I, I didn't pay for it because I'm performing. So they, they like had me what? come out. Yeah, I'm doing a show. Girl, so they, like, is it a gay yeah. show? It's a gay guy. It's a show for gay men. Tell them to book me. <laughs> I, I want to go to Cancun and get tan. <laughs> There was some wires that must have gotten crossed. But what happened was I was it was really good timing, too, because I was feeling like so depressed this weekend. Like, I I think that my travel schedule like has not been I haven't been like adapting to it. Well, I was like super depressed and I was like not eating well. And then when I got here, I like didn't drink coffee for a day. I just let myself kind of like detox. And then now I feel like much better. But I got to tell you this. I'm kind of nervous for the show tonight because. It's all gay men. Yeah, but they're gonna fucking love you. You're a woman. You're. They're gonna love you, Emma. I would like be the four, one to be nervous. Four people have said, just so you know, it, they're a tough crowd. And I'm like, tell okay, them I get to it, fuck off. What, what are they gonna do? You're gonna go up on stage and get boo. Where's Joan? <laughs> I mean, they're gonna love well, you. The funniest for the uh, one of the things that's so funny is it's all it's all like older gay men and like a lot of couples because it's a club med, so it's like very like it's like a like a family thing, but gay men and no kids. Well, right. But are you on the beach every day? I haven't been. I've been walking around, checking out the beach, but all the gay men are looking at me like, what are you, not in a mean way, just kind of like, what is this lesbian doing here? Like, did she get confused? Like, did um, she think I, that... I, normally I go to Alaska, um, <laughs> but I, I thought one time I would, I'd do something different. And so I decided to come down here to Mexico and I've decided I, like I don't like the gay men. I like looking at water in all its forms. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I, I the water reminds on... me of of tranquility and peace, and also my ex girlfriend when she would get wet. I I've been like looking, like almost averting my eyes because I feel like I'm like kind of intruding. Emma, what are you? I, t- well, this is all in your head. It's totally all in my head, but also it's like it kind of looks like I'm just like some confused person that like booked a vacation. Well, because you're walking at... around avoiding eye contact, not going to the beach. True. So that's why this they're is... like, what's wrong with this lesbian? Tell her to <laughs> pull up a chair, sit down and chat. This autistic lesbian. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You're sitting, what that's do you tell? They think you're Temple Grandin. I mean, you're, also... it's like, you can just, all you have to do is walk up to a nice old gay couple, sit down and say, Hey, I'm performing. I'm a lesbian. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in there. It'll be like, girl, and then you'll be fine. That's actually a, that's a good plan because like in the they have like a like a breakfast buffet. Is it buffet or buffet? It's buffet. I say right? buffet. Buffet. Okay, no, buffet. it's not like Jimmy Buffett. It's the buffet. <laughs> so I go. I've been at the buffet and like when I walk around, I feel like I'm like the new kid in high school. Like I'm like I'm like I feel like I'm like messing up the flow of the rhythm of the buffet. So I'm like, oh my god, like, Emma, down. these people don't know each other either. They're all strangers I know, too. I'm you're and not like, I, what the, are you, Josie Grossy and never been kissed and you're trying to be like popular and you're wearing like... That's what it feels like. Oh my God. It's Emma. It's gay men. You, de- you talk to them every single... You are a gay man. Just go up and talk to them. I know. I them. love... They, I did see the funniest thing though. At this at breakfast, this happened twice. A bird has come up like while like, like the people are eating. And, and they panic like, like Nathan Lane in the birdcage. 
they can't get the bird. They exactly. They don't know how to get the bird. They'll be like, the way I noticed it is all of a sudden I heard a person going, no, 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 thank you, no, no, thank like, you. You huh? said polite to the bird. Um, the bird has manners. The bird only responds over. to manners. No, thank you. And then the it bird's flies away. Not even going. The bird's not going away. And then the, there was someone else like, be gone, like not wanted, not wanted. Be gone bird- before somebody drops a house on you. So Wizard of Oz reference. The guy, the birds just, I was like, wanted to be so stereotypical and just be like, get out of here, bird. But I didn't want to scare all the little gay men. So I think, I did, I, could you, will you promise me after you hang up this phone? Actually, you should walk up to a gay couple right now and be like, no, Hello, I'm a lesbian. And then they'll let you, <laughs> they'll accept you. Gays are really nice. I know. I love gay men too. It's, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just happy that I'm like. People always say that, like, you know, when you, like, taking care of yourself is important. But I don't know. If, for me, that's, like, the first thing that goes when I get stressed out. But now I feel, like, much better. Well, How are you've you? Been, listen, you have been up and down this past month. I mean, I you've, you've been, how honest can we get here? Uh, pretty. I mean, I've been drinking, not drinking, right. tru- moving. Trouble was in the love department. Right. I actually called my like AA sponsor for the first time in like months yesterday, and it was like lovely. And I, I just wanted I to he... say some advice because I've been down this road before. Yes. Oh, by the way, this is my AA sponsor. I don't want to say who I am because it's <laughs> it's anonymity. But I'm a, the daughter of Judy Garland. But I could just... you imagine? If that was someone's sponsor. She had to be. She's in AA. She had to be someone's sponsor. She is? Yeah, she talked about she it is? on Inside the Actors Studio. She's like, I'm in AA, which is supposed to be anonymous, but yes. when is everything I've done in my life been anonymous? <laughs> uh, that's when she was like <laughs> drunk saying she's not drinking anymore. Um, but, you know. So, yeah, she, I didn't know that. And it's a disease. And it's one day at a time. And then, exactly. Yeah. yeah so, it's like a whole fucking... The whole process. I wish you would um, call me, though. I know. Well, it's it's when I'm in, like, when I'm being healthy and balanced, that's like, yeah, it's just, what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to, like, look at schedule stuff and be like, I have to have a little bit more balanced schedule to, like, create more routine, because that's when I get really thrown off if I'm, like, traveling and running around, or, like, I had a great, great shows Friday, the first show Saturday, I, it was so weird, it was like, one half of the room was just not laughing, and then the other half of the room was laughing, like, uproariously, and it was just so weird. It was, like, one side, the room was split in half. It was one of those rooms where it's, like, the audience, there's a bunch of audience to your left, a bunch to your right, and then they've got a few seats in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, like I, one empty side, seats like, in front of you? No, they had people at them, oh. and the people in front were, like, really into it. People to the left really into it. People to the right not into it. And Isn't that bizarre how I, rooms just decide out of nowhere? They're like, we, No! And you're and like, how did so you all weird. get on the same page? How did this, how and, did you do this? And be so split. Like, I was kind of like, and Well, then, do you ever uh, dress it? Because last night, half the room was laughing. I looked at the other half and I said, get on board. Yeah, I, I, I made a couple comments about it. It was just, how did they respond when you did that? They laughed. I don't let people not, like, get, like, when, uh, twice I said, I'm like, really, you son of a bitch? I'm like, you thought that was funny? Then laugh, <laughs> you goddamn, what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, that's verbatim it what was, I said. 
Do you know one yeah, time when after- I was in Austin doing Moon Tower, I I was doing Joe Firestone's show, and I walked up Ooh. on stage, and the comic before me, who was brilliant, they did not laugh at, and then I got on stage, hmm. and they weren't they weren't even they were barely engaging with me, and I said. Does anybody here watch the British Bake Off? And then there's like, I don't know, probably 100 people in the room. And then like, no one claps. I said, really? No one here watches the show? Then 25% of the room clapped. I said, then why the hell didn't you clap, you sons of bitches? And then as I was going on, they were getting worse. And so I ended it by being like, you're all pieces of shit. I hate everyone in this room. Go fuck yourselves. And then the review in the newspaper was Mateo Lane was brilliant. He berated us and we deserved it. Wow. I know, because I left that show being like, oh, I took it too far. And then the the person was like a, a sadomasochist. He was like, we deserved it. That is, that's so funny, too, because, yeah, I've never, anytime it, something's not clicking, I'm always like, oh, it's me. There, well, sometimes. There's been a few times where I'm like, it's these are bad people. These are bad human beings. Mm-hmm. I, and I I really, actually, it's the same thing each time that makes me think that. It's it's. It's rare. I always am like, it's the responsibility of the performer to create a good show, blah, blah. But the times it happens is where they'll be looking at me weird, and then I make fun of how I look, and then they really like it. And then if I make fun of myself in a way that they respond to where I'm like, oh, no, you guys are mean. Like, you're a mean group of people. Like, it's like they need to hear me throw myself or, like, certain things about gay culture under the bus for them then to get into it normally i trust the audience and the context of it to be like oh we're all laughing from the same place but every now and then i'm like you're like a bad group of people like 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 i get like the heebie-jeebies the heebie-jeebies a hunka hunka the heebie-jeebies by the way so many, so many people on my instagram are t- are commenting because i put up a picture of me and my boyfriend and they, like like more than one was like hunka hunka if anyone doesn't think he's a hunka hunka, show me a picture of who you do think is a No, he is a hunka hunka. I think it's cute because people listen to the podcast is what I'm saying. And, yeah, and, he's a hunka hunka burning love. And he's also, a, I got on stage the other day with Sashir and we were doing a show together and someone in the audience goes, when are you marrying Kike? And I was like, oh my wow, God. someone listens to the podcast. Did you, did you answer? Yeah, I said probably the end of the summer. <laughs> And just so everyone knows, I've invited myself to also get married to them. You're going to marry all three of us are going to get married? Well, um, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe like not, not even legally, not even legally. I don't even need to be around much. But like if you guys have like a huge house, maybe I could be like in a back room. Girl, a huge house. I just told you I had money issues. Where the hell am I going to get a huge house from? I don't know. It was in my in New I, York had, like, City, where am I getting a house from? Maybe move to Ohio? I don't know. Can we talk about Michelle Wolf? Yes, I would love to, but also how are you and how are you and Kike? Uh, great. We're doing wonderfully. Come Saturday. Wow. Have you guys had any like fights? Yeah. Like how do you work how do you guys work out the fights? We're good communicators. We say exactly how we feel and work through it. Oh, I love that. I just say what uh, anything I feel and think. And I normally lead with this comes from fear and security. That's great. Well, just as a reminder to myself that I'm not actually angry, that I'm, like, afraid. That's so, like, good. That's Um, such a good, like, takeaway. Because fear, so many things with fear, like, what fear is such a basis for, like, blowing things out of proportion. Or, like, this is something that the sponsor guy says is... uh, is like feelings are not facts. And that is a really hard thing for me to wrap my brain around. Cause like, but I'm like, you're right. Like, okay, feelings aren't 
facts. Like feelings are much more irrational than facts are. I'm just a very feeling. Well, because person. you base a lot of your a lot of your momentum is probably based on fear. Like a lot of your motivation is based on fear. And so yeah. it can serve you well because obviously like it makes you hustle. But then the downside of it is that you're when, miserable. Not that you're miserable, but that when, even in like, if you're in a fight with someone, you'd start to scenarioize if that's even a word or fantasize that they're doing this or they're thinking that. And it's all stemming from your insecurity of losing that person or losing that thing. Yep. And it's based in no reality and you're upsetting yourself. And I was told, I was, told and i have no idea if there's any truth in it but it sounds good so i'm saying it um that pete lee told me that fear and joy like hope have this released the same chemicals in you and that you know you become addicted to this fear that you start to get like a high in a weird way off of the fear because it's a feeling like you're you're feeling this feeling and um like if we just switch it to like hope or like opera like opportunism is that the right word optimism uh and i guess opportunism but optimism uh you can release the same feelings i'm trying to know myself in life i really want to talk about michelle wolf that's all i can okay, talk let's about talk all about week it, yeah. she's a goddamn so genius you, she's a fucking well, I genius tell you, i saw her run the set I same i saw that. her i yeah. saw her run it multiple times i only saw it twice but one of the times it was so neat because i brought my canadian crush which i can catch you up on to the cellar so her and i talked again had sex talked again okay it's we're both i'm kind of removed from it but it's like fine whatever and then i was doing a show at the cellar and she was like i want to come by and see you so this is a turn of events from last week she's like can't hang out going to a sex party to this week she was like i want to see you and i was like all right cool whatever she comes to the show it's like a good show and then we went over to the village underground and it was so fun to like I just love sometimes like showing the comedy world to people like be it like a friend or like one of my failing awful god awful dating situations or a family member just getting to share it is can be so neat sometimes because I was like oh and then she's running this Michelle's running her set for the White House Correspondent Center that's just like such a neat thing to be like oh yeah we've been getting to see her run it and when she was running it I was like this is funny and then I thought she killed it she destroyed it and she's a bona fide star I mean, she is yeah. being talked about on every television show, every morning show, every late night show, every newspaper article, every single magazine. She's a hot, she's a hot topic on The View three days in a row. She was trending really? one, two, and three on Twitter for two days. I mean, are you serious? Yes. I mean, it's Emma. It's huge here. She went to. She's almost five. Let me see how many. She had like a hundred and ten thousand um, Twitter followers. I'm almost positive she's up to five hundred thousand. Are you kidding me? No, she's a bona fide star. She is a, I have a star. Question. She's at I have a 478,000. I have a question. What? Did, are you surprised that it's getting as huge a reaction as it is? A uh, good question. You know, I think we're so inside in the comedy world that everything she said to me was not only not offensive, but I just thought great joke writing. That I completely agree. I was shocked that it was... Well, I was but, like, but, but it goes to show the hypocrisy of the media and politicians. And it also goes to show that people hear what they want to hear. I mean, she said nothing bad about Sarah Huckabee Sanders physical appearance. Nothing. As a matter of fact, also, she complimented her eye makeup and the response from all these like 
pundits and writers and all this stuff was that how dare she make fun of her physical appearance it's like okay well you clearly didn't listen and also why aren't you getting mad that she said mitch mcconnell is getting his neck circumcised which is also a fabulous (laughs) joke um and also can i just say real quick it felt like the next day i saw the avengers and so like like this reminds me of it it felt like every comedian for a day linked arms and just attacked the rest of the world for like even daring saying anything bad about michelle wolf like we just went after everybody on Twitter. Like anyone, like this one woman, Maggie from the New York Times, was trying to go after Michelle, and comedians were just piling on. And I mean, what, did, and, what was the, what was the woman Maggie saying? Because so, I was I missed a lot. I didn't know that it was. Oh my! It's I a saw, firestorm. It's a firestorm. I, I saw her tweet that she like that she created a furor, or wh- however you pronounce that. But I didn't know. I was. I'm surprised that that the woman Sarah Huckabee Sanders doesn't even have the insight to play it a little cooler because if you show that you're that bothered by a joke that was just a funny good joke if you're that bothered by it it's like how are we supposed to expect you to keep your cool in government like exactly and also if you're offended by that then why aren't you wildly more offended by the president also she said she Maggie Haberman uh Maggie Haberman is from, let's see, she is random woman, New Yorker, White House correspondent for the New York Times, analyst for CNN. Okay, so she says that the press secretary, replying uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, sat and absorbed intense criticism of her physical appearance, her job, her performance, oh God, and so forth, criticism. instead of walking out, out on national television. That was impressive. And every comedian went after her. And I went after her and said she didn't make a joke about her physical appearance. Fact check. And then again was said she had she said she had a perfect eyeshadow. Again, not making jokes about how poorly her makeup is applied, but about the fact that she lies. It sucks when a joke has to be explained to you over and over again. Mm. I mean, Bianca Del Rio is tweeting, like Bette Midler was tweeting at Michelle. Uh Kathy Griffin has been defending her every single day on Twitter. Cher tweeted at her. I mean, the president is tweeting about Michelle. I mean, it is Wait. Huge. What did Trump? What did Trump say? Basically, let's see what he said. He said, um, which I mean, it, you know, of course, he's like, bah, this stinks, blah blah blah, bad comic, this and that. Um, really, if I really, if I type in Donald, Donald Trump's not the first one to come up. Okay, um, he said, who, who comes up? <laughs> someone else. Uh, the White House is running very smoothly. Oh, no, uh, the fake news is going. Oh, no, okay, oh, God, he tweets so much. Oh, he tweets so much. It's insane. It's 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 so insane, the amount of tweeting. I had to unfollow him. Not that he cared. But. The White House Correspondents' Dinner was a failure this year, but this year was an embarrassment to everyone associated with it. The filthy comedian, in, in uh, quotes, totally bombed, couldn't even deliver her lines, much like the Seth Meyers' week performance, put dinner to rest or start over. Can you believe the president's tweeting about Michelle, Michelle Wolf? That's, I can't believe, I mean, that's so crazy it's insane and also she's handling it like a goddamn pro because she came out today which is also trending on twitter that she wouldn't take back a single word she said good for her because well also this is really setting her up for she's got a new show on netflix coming out yeah this is like because people on either side of the aisle are going to want to see what she has to say people i heard this which was interesting so many of rush limbaugh's like listeners hate him but they still listen or the morning show that i'll co-host on tuesdays taylor strecker show there's like a whole 
message board of people dedicated to being like annoyed with the show. It's, it's the Howard Stern syndrome. Howard Stern back in the nineties, more, more the same amount of people who hated him, listened to his show who liked him because it stirred them up. So interesting. So interesting. <laughs> if you have controversy, people will listen to you. By the way, Dennis Miller's getting, uh, getting a bunch of shit because he tweeted. I don't know who this wolf comedian is, but I'm going to do some research on her and come up with a couple of roast jokes with her in a couple of days. <laughs> And oh, you, can't wait, Dennis. I know. <laughs> and every comedian from Anthony Jeselnik to every comedian was going after him. Like, it takes you a couple of days to write a joke? Like, you're. Uh, well, oh, it takes me a couple of months. I mean, I wrote to him, I said, you not only age yourself, but you also sound like a hypocrite. I agree with that. Wait, it, t- it takes most people only a couple of days to write jokes? Uh, Emma. <laughs> oh, God. Roast I'm jokes? Scared. He's supposed to be a professional okay. comedian. Okay, you're right. Okay, roast jokes. Oh, God. I wonder how long it would take me to write a roast joke. Probably I'm, I'm bad at roast jokes. I wouldn't even me know. Too. I wouldn't even know how to do it. Well, let me tell you this. The one time I had to I had to judge a roast. So Wait, is, are we involved. done with Michelle Wolf? Because I could talk oh, about no, it for can, hours. We can keep going. What were you? What was your favorite joke? Uh, my favorite joke is probably the Mitch McConnell joke or the very ending when she said Flint still has no water. Flint still has no clean water. My and, favorite one was the... Uh, Sarah Huckabee one. But people are really making a big deal about it, and she really, all she did was say that she lies, which is nothing more than everyone on CNN and MSNBC right. are saying. And I have right. to say, too, like, the the problem with all these, like, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, like, having a, sh- a, 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 a news channel that goes for 24 hours, one, it makes, no one's ever finished a sentence on any of these programs. I mean, everyone cuts everybody off. <laughs> two, all it does is make people in an environment that talks at people instead of listening to people and then three they always like have a topic and then have seven people comment on it and then the host like tries to whoa 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 let so-and-so finish like it's just it's all babble it's nothing but babble and it's nothing but like if you have a 24-hour news program then why are we having seven minute segments with eight people involved like it makes absolutely no sense. And the people on these shows, because the news is so long and because the, it's just information, that the people on these programs have turned into caricatures of themselves to keep themselves interesting, to sell books and to sell the show. Hence Hannity. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I remember what my dad used to watch Hannity and Combs sometimes. And it was so weird because Hannity, compared to Combs, is like much more articulate. Like the liberal voice that they found, the guy looked like he just like, like just couldn't put a sentence together. Did you ever see that? No. Because it was the mouth. It's like the mouthpiece they're giving for the liberal person. Because it's supposed to be like liberal guy, conservative guy, but it's on the conservative channel. So it would be like if we were like, okay, we're gonna have on a conservative person to our show to explain. Their Wait, side. did he have like and a it- bow tie? No, that that I think that's that guy's Tucker Carlson. He oh. is a conservative guy. Oh. Uh, but it'd be like if we we were like, okay, we're gonna have someone express another point of view, and then we have on like a cat, and then we're like, see, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like. No, you got to, like, actually have someone that, like, can have a shot at... Well, Christopher Hitchens put it best. He used to go on Fox, and then every time we would try and talk, they'd interrupt, and he goes, well, why don't you make sure to have me on next time to tell me what you think? Hey, that's a good one. You know what I mean? It's so true. It's like, why are you... Like, and they're not... The hosts aren't even moderators anymore. They're fully opinionated people. I mean, the only person that I really like is Rachel Maddow, and because you get, like, a... You get, like, a history lesson with her, and she's smart, and she's inquisitive, and... She's she the- is not good for people with ADD. I'll tell you that. Why? Because she it, it takes a long time. 
But that's like, what the news should be. There should be it should be like interesting. There should be history behind it. I like that's why I like listening to like uh, like you NPR. know like, like no I was gonna say like Hot Nine Seven. Like I like like DJs where it's like like. Sean, Sean, you know, like, today's news, and then, like, cut to, You like, want a, your news delivered, like, at an auditorium when they shoot sweaters at people? Exactly. I'm the problem. I'm the problem where it's, like, these kids' days, they don't, like, pay attention to stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I try, but then it, like, all becomes a lot, and it's very confusing. Well, I, I totally... I've actually had to, like, put a break, pump the brakes on the news because it is just, like, so, like... So much. It's a lot. And so I get my news basically from, like... Either Howard Stern, uh, or I just read like Twitter headlines because I just can't. I just everyone's just so mad. Well, I had an idea. I was thinking that what well, one thing that we should do is we should do like a gay, like a gay news like weekly breakdown. I thought that'd be fun for us to do. Okay. On part of our Patreon channel, which we're we're uh, um, planning on launching soon. Yeah, I don't know when that's happening, but I'm down for whenever that happens. Yeah, I was thinking like a gay news or some kind of news, you know, like a news type thing. Um, and we've got some, we've got a good like chunk of like questions that have come in too. Oh, we do? Okay. Are they long? Yeah. I don't think they're too long. I wanted to tell you that I've had an increase in people in like matches from my dating profile since I took the murder picture. I'm telling you. Yeah. It, like I got, I think I've gotten like a good, a many more matches, but this was weird. I got a message from someone saying, what's up cutie saying that to me. And I went to their profile and they're definitely a little bit more of a man one, which I am not attracted to, but you know what? I'm so tired of the dating. I'm so tired that maybe I should go on a date with a man one. Not a, they're not a Superman one. I mean, they're, but like, they're like more, ugh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'd have to go on the date and be like, just so you know, like, I don't know if you're into that. I know this is problematic. I'm the man one. Okay, now let's proceed with the date. Which, but I'm surprised that this person messaged me. That they Can said you say that looking too. for, I mean, I hate because it's the thing I hate most on Grindr is anyone saying mask looking for mask. So it's like, but for some reason it doesn't feel as offensive when you say that you're looking for more effeminate women. But because it really bugs me when men say they're not looking for effeminate men or they're looking for masculine men. So I was thinking maybe I should try it because did, I'm gonna be in. Did you I'm hear gonna it, be in L.A. Did you hear what I week? said though? No, what was the last thing you said? Because I just said I don't know why it doesn't bother me that if you saying you're looking for femme women, but it bothers me when men say they're only looking for masks. What's the difference? I don't think there really is the difference. Is it because what if someone said they're only looking for feminine men? I don't know. I don't like the idea of like. Well, there's a big thing in the gay community like this mask looking for mask, and everyone. It's like this masculinity obsession and it's belittling and it makes like if you're femme or, you know, whatever. I don't get, I don't get that at all. I thought I think that the, like the femme ones, that's the prize. Like the feminine ones, that's the prize. That's you. Put, that's on the pedestal of these are the this is what keeps the world going around. The femme ones have to be appreciated because the, I think it, you're who, looking at it as a butch lesbian. Who needs more masculine ones? I The masculine ones are great, but I'm even for gay men. It's like. Who, like why would like I don't get it like why would they the femme ones that's what that's what makes the world go round that's what we need for like relieving stress and like everything although <laughs> they stress me out very much but yeah I don't get that that's that's so foreign to my brain why I don't get that why I don't know that? I don't know what to tell you there is it 
who is saying this? Every well, it's a grinder thing. It's a gay thing. It's a gay hunt, hookup world thing. Is it like an internalized homophobia thing? Yes. Because so they're saying we want more masculine ones. Right, because they don't want to be quote unquote femme. Uh, Which is like insane. how how mask are you when your dick's in my mouth? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, you're not I, that mask. Right. I this person that said what's up, cutie, is definitely more in well, the that's, middle. That's, and they, an, that's an aggressive text. Yeah. That's an aggressive Maybe, message. Should I try to message women that? I've never done that before. I think it's a up. lot. I always just went with, when I used to be on dating apps, I would go with, hey, how are you? That's Me all you too, need. But That's it. Yeah, no. No, women don't respond to that from me. Well, then, to be, I mean, what the fuck do they want? What, like, like I, again, like you're supposed to, if you saw a pretty woman at a bar, a, a lesbian bar, and would you walk up to her and say, hey, I noticed that you were wearing this. Purple's my favorite color. And you know what else? <laughs> I'm from Maine. And one thing about Maine that's really interesting is that, I mean, you wouldn't do that. You would walk up and of say, not. hey, how are you? Can I get you a drink? Right. Exactly. That it bothers me very much. They go, well, the message that the Canadian sent to me was she said, hey, I watched some of your stand up. Very funny. So she she killed it with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because she's a smooth operator. Mm-hmm. She's a very smooth. operator. Is it over with and, her or no? No. We what happened was so after the podcast, like she kept sending me messages like that. She was like upset and that she was upset about what? About, she was upset about because I was like, look, like if you don't know what you're looking for, like I don't want to be like caught in the middle of it. So I'm not interested. And then she was saying she's upset. She's upset. Upset, though, that, that she is... isn't still of your interest. I don't understand. And the other thing that kind of annoyed me about it was when she was like, I don't know what I want. I was like, I don't know what I want. That's why two people keep talking and getting to know each other. But like, 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 but she was very, she was like very like mixed messages. I think that it's okay for me to keep talking to her and maybe hooking up with the problem. I don't, is- I don't know. I don't think that's good. I think we tell ourselves that. I, t- I tried that with the, uh, this guy like a year ago and it doesn't work out. It's not because good. The, the problem is it is, it gives me like the, cause I was thinking about it. So her and I, like, she was like stressed out from a work thing. So I was like, there and like messaging her back and like trying to like really be there so then this is last night so and i was that that felt good i was like i wanted to be there i was happy to be there then later that night i didn't have a show and i was in bed and i started watching law and order special victims oh god and i ended up getting scared out of my mind i watched four or five episodes why because i it was like i loved the show and i was just like i Watching Law and Order is one of the things that actually is like a healthy. That's what I would consider my healthy activity that is fun. <laughs> Sitting still and scaring the shit out of yourself. I was so scared by the end of it, so I I tried to call her and her phone was off. So I emailed and was like, "I'm really scared. Like, are you up? Nothing." So I was kind of like, "It is a little frustrating that like I'm there when she wants, but then if I'm like scared out of my mind, she's Emma, not there." I think that I think it's been it, listen. It's not good. She's not good for you. She's not giving you stability. And right now in life, you just said earlier, you need stability. And also, it's also like maybe preventing me from being more open to like talking to other people because I've got this false sense of a person. Of course. But And you're going to keep going in circles. And how is that good for you? Because you keep going in circles with your sobriety. Because also, but maybe technically, I probably shouldn't even be trying to date. I should work on myself and then... 
be like opened up to a partner. But in this self-help book I read the other night, uh, it said that two healthy activities were it said exercise. If you do it like not compulsively, because it said a compulsive activity, it makes you feel better right away, but gives you long term pain. So if you exercise in a healthy way, that's like a good, healthy exercise. And consensual sex between two it said loving partners i think we can edit there and just say two people who no that's not what the book said the book said loving partners so you're but how st- are you supposed to get a loving partner by put listen emma no, and, I, you're I gla- you and you're glazing with that. and you're glazing over what i'm telling you is that this girl is not but you uh, you, you get a loving you're, partner uh, you're already stopping me you this, get a loving partner by experimenting with other people. You don't fall no, in love you, right away. You don't get a love. You listen. By now, you would know if this girl's a loving partner. She's brought you nothing but confusion, misery, and a lot of extra like pain. Her. You were asking for. You like her, but you say you don't know if you want to be with her. And she's also. Do you want to like a person who's not willing to give themselves to you like this? I mean, she's making it very clear that you're just sort of there. Yeah, I would like someone that has me a little bit more of a priority. Not a little say. bit, a, a lot bit, a lot bit of priority. But we're also still just kind of getting to know each other. Emma, how long have you been talking to her for? I feel like it's been like, how long do you think? A couple months? Yeah, we've been still getting to know each other from February. Girl, we're walking into to May. How many months to February? March, April. Three months. Three months? I'm getting married. <laughs> true okay you're right and not that i'm the exemplatory whatever but it's like you know i think i think three months is a long time to sort of figure out that this girl's not healthy for you and 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 you know what (laughs) if you're not having any stability in your love life which you're frustrated by and you keep going back you're going back to her the same way you're going back to drinking you go back to it because you think oh it makes me feel good for now and then when you do it you're like why am i going back to this It's making me feel bad overall and you keep jumping back to it so you need to think of her the same way you're thinking about your sobriety well i will say to this she's actually a lot less destructive than the drinking thing because she this is a soft but also but it's like if i'm not emma right now you're if i'm not spiritually healthy then no matter who i bring into it is not going to be a healthy fit but emma you're deflecting you, do you hear yourself no you're deflecting i'm t- I, i'm telling you what i see as the truth and your response is deflect deflect you're pre- wait you're, explain be I'm telling you that this girl is bad for you in the same mentality that drinking's bad for you. You're going back to something, it's hurting you, and then you oh, come I back and you keep going saying. back to it. Yeah, one's more destructive than the other because one, you're putting alcohol in your body, but it's the same mentality. And your response right. to me oh, is, yeah. oh, it's not that bad because alcohol is more destructive. Well, right. sure, alcohol is more physically destructive and you have a longer relationship with it, but it doesn't mean that you're not falling into the same patterns with her. So you're deflecting. Right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Also, you know what's? Um, yeah, that's a good. That's that's very true. I uh, <laughs> also when people try to like weigh different levels of bad because people were talking about um, like a lot of the Me Too stuff and someone was like, well, this person did this and it's not as bad as this person did that. And then there was a comic that was like, do we really want to be in the game of like weighing different points of harassment? Even though it is important to like differentiate certain things and. It's all so touchy to like be very like clear on stuff, but I was like, you're right. That's a good. 
that well, was a good like thing. with that it stems back from not being raised to understand that women are not objects and we have to stop objectifying them and however that's manifested it's manifested in different ways so some more severe than others but it stems from the same type of mentality so what i'm saying to you is sure that the drinking is more destructive right because it, there's a physical background no, you're right. to that, it's totally but it's, it's stemming the from thing. the same mentality so yeah so if you keep going back to this girl you're going to keep getting the same thing. And that's going that's to keep you feeling even less stable, which is going to bring you back to the more drinking. So what I think you should right. do is have this girl out of your life. Say, bye. This yeah. is nothing bad, nothing against you, but this isn't bringing me anything. In. And you can just say, I'm looking for this right now, and, and I'm not getting and that. And also, maybe I'll, say, maybe I'll say, and I love you. Why, would you. why would you add that? I don't know. I think I love her. I'll say I think I, I'll say and I, I think I love you. Bye. Emma, are you reading something that's like are you reading cue cards like things to say that no. sound crazy? No. You don't no, love this woman. I think I might. No, I don't think I do. I don't know. Oh, you're right. Emma. No, I know that I love my mom and I love my niece. And I love some of my friends. I love you. But then with women, it gets more confusing. Like there's been like I I've had been in love two times. I've loved Lily, I love Daniela, and then I've had a, I've had a love. I call it a love for a lot of other ones. Where it's like you certain experiences that bring you closer. Like I was dating this person for a year. My friend was like, "Do you love her?" And I was like, "Um, I have a love." And it, I remember that there's been many people where I've said I love you, where I meant more a love instead of in love. My question but, is why are you putting yourselves in putting yourself in situations over and over again that you know from the beginning are not going to bring you the satisfying the satisfaction that you're looking for. Right. It's it's a type of self-deprecation. It's an insecurity. So you're walking into yeah. these toxic relationships and I'm getting, knowing I'm that they're not going to work. Shit. I'm getting too old for that shit, that's for sure. Well, it's just bringing yourself more you're making it harder on yourself essentially. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Well, I mean, I feel like, am I saying too much? Because I feel like no, I'm really, ro- like, getting into this. No, it, it is help. It, it is helpful. And I'm, I'm saying this for the benefit of hopefully you and how I sort of view what's going on. But Yeah, it, I wish it was easier. It's That's, not I mean, easy. I, wish- I did the same thing for two years with this beautiful Dominican man. And anytime he would call, I'd jump into his arms. And it would be the same thing every time. I thought, maybe this is my chance to date him and we could be in relationships and i was rejected again 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 and again i remember this guy too that he was this really he was a really cute guy i met him he was someone that you had been hooking up with and you were being like so nice to him and then he was kind of like flaky and weird you remember the guy i'm talking about i don't remember probably the dominican he's super beautiful and and and, yeah gorgeous and i was like what is this guy's you were being so nice he i don't want to give too much away about him but he like taught something that would have been open for people to go to. And I was like, Oh, Mateo and I will go sometime. And just the way he, I was kind of like, it's so much easier for an outsider to be like, Oh, this Oh my God. Not- no, him. He was the worst. Well, see, that's the same thing. I put myself in a situation with somebody that's not the Dominican. That's someone else, but I know who you're talking about. That's someone else. And, who, you're, and I put myself like- in a situation that was, was bad. I knew from the beginning that I wasn't going to get what I want out of it because I felt immense insecurity in that relationship. And it's so funny too when it's like you're watching it from afar because it's like you're like what Th- this person. It's just so bizarre when you're like friends with the per- one of the people because it's like I'm like why what is the cra- this person so crazy to not be 
I'm so biased towards you or I'm like, how could he not be so into Mateo? Like, what the fuck does he have going on that it's like, I don't know that I remember being like, is this, this is like the twilight zone. But, but so you remember how you felt when I was putting myself in a situation that was not necessarily healthy for me. Yeah. You're putting yourself out there. And then this guy was so like blase about it. I was like, oh. and that's how I feel about you and this girl. Yeah. God damn it. It's true. I, I'm watching someone I respect and love. And I think the world of, and you're, you keep putting yourself back in a situation that every time you talk about it is, is what sounds wildly unhealthy and unstable. God damn it. Um, well, we, you want to do a question? You're just going to gloss over that. That's the ending of it. No, no, I, I agree. I, the, I mean, yeah, I gotta, no, I guess a better question any. for you is, you know, from, from now on, like, do, are, are, do you plan on making changes about this? Or are you going to keep seeing her? Well, like, First things first, I'm going through my schedule and I'm going to like open it up a little bit so I have more time to like focus on exercise and therapy. Mm-hmm. And then I'm then I think through just focusing on that, that's going to then make my relationships like me want more like healthy romantic endeavors too. Right now, probably I should not be focused on dating. It's tough because it is nice to have sex with someone sometimes, but yeah, say lovely, you know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Um, but like, and then I'm going to be, my travel schedule's calmed down a little bit and that will be like really, really helpful. My travel like- schedule, because everything got canceled and I'm going to live under a bridge. Um, but it's kind <laughs> of nice to just be home. It's so important because in May, I'm in New York and then I'm going to LA for one week, but the week in LA is not crazy. And then it's, it's June is like more relaxed too. Do you have any plans for Pride? Mm, I might be in Spain. If you're not in Spain, we should try to do a live show around Pride. Oh, that'd be fun. Pride is my birthday, June 28th. Oh, yeah. We should do a birthday show. Mm-hmm. We could, like, maybe we could raise money for something. Uh, For my... <laughs> what should we raise money for? <laughs> I was going to say, like, like, gay kids would, like... I would love LGBT like... youth. Anything LGBT youth. Yeah. We could raise money for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, LGBTU. Yeah. Um, Did you have the okay. other questions from the viewers? Yes, yes. Um, okay. Hi, guys. Love, love the podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Not to skim over that, but... Okay, oh, question for Emma. You mentioned a lot that you feel the most comfortable in your masculine energy. You like to be compared to Nick Carter, and you make it clear that you're the man one. <laughs> I'm Nick Carter. Hello, yes, and I love you for... Yes, that you like to be the man one. Recently, you told us a story about a time when you ran into the ladies' room and a woman thought you were a dude and tried to stop you from entering, and you yell back, it's okay, I'm gender wiggly. Do you take it as a compliment, feel happy when you are regarded and accepted more towards your masculine energy persona? Mm, good question. Yes. Well, great question. Yeah, like like sometimes when I'm at 7-Eleven, it only happens at 7-Eleven, many different 7-Elevens, but it's almost like 90% of time at 7-Eleven, always in the West Village, too because I probably look like a twink, they go, um, excuse me, sir. And then I don't correct them. And when I pay them, they go, we, I'm sorry, ma'am. And I'm like, it's okay. And I always want to be like, do it again. Like, I want them to, like, it's fun for me. Recently. So do you like being seen more as a man? It's, well, if you had asked me two years ago, I would have been like, yes, absolutely. But recently I've been having, I've been like much more comfortable. I, I think a big part of it is having sex with this Canadian person. And she's like, 
such a goddamn lesbian that it then makes me feel like more comfortable with like femininity stuff too. Mm-hmm. Not not femininity stuff, but like just the like, like potpourri. The <laughs> Is that what you think of with femininity stuff? I don't know. Just potpourri. saying femininity over and over again. I was like, I <laughs> that's kind of the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I also haven't said potpourri or heard or seen potpourri in just years, but I yeah, just that's love like, that's that such I... such a fun word. Potpourri. <laughs> the potpourri. Yeah, I guess it's... Yeah, it, it's fun, um, but... I, yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. I like it. I, I wouldn't want that all the time, if that's what you're getting at. But it is fun. Um, I, okay. Hi, Emma and Mateo. Fairly new listeners... I had a question for all of you. I'm confused. The I'm confused. I'm confused about the concept of U-Haul lesbians, aka why does it happen? I came out a few years ago, and my most recent girlfriend was quick to move in. I told her and a friend that they could stay with me while they were looking for a place. Friend eventually found a place. Current girlfriend just stayed. I'm someone who needs my space. I mentioned to her that she should find her own space to live, and she just didn't. My lease ended, I was living alone, and we decided to move together because it would be easier during the middle of the ski season. We live in a ski town, and leases are usually start to end of that season. Oh, I'd love to come visit you sometime, side note. Oh, is there whitewater rafting? Yeah, also, I guess it's exactly what this person is saying. They don't want someone to come visit. Mm -hmm. Um, They said, I want my space, and your response was, I'm going to go visit them. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll be there in a minute. (laughs) I used to go skiing when I was a kid. Long story short... It was easier for both of us to do that since nothing really happened in the middle of the season. Now our lease is ending in June and we want to live alone. I want to live alone, but she doesn't. Her thing is, why would you go backward to move forward? I told her I think I needed my space since I had slowly resented her for not moving out. I understand it's my fault for not being more blunt sooner. I also think I shouldn't ever resent my partner. What are your thoughts? I think I should just break it off, but I'm still not sure. I think that... The person's being a little hard on your, you're being hard on yourself because it's a weird situation when someone just won't move out. But she forced your hand into making you move. Right. She forced her, she forced herself into this. Yeah. She forced herself. By her just not moving out is such a red flag that she is not respecting your boundaries. And she's codependent. Yes. That's so not fair and not good. I would love to know, make sure that she's like offering to like pay for half of stuff. But even then, it's not even much about the pay as much as it's about, like, she wants her personal space. And then this girl's just like, I'm going to move in, too. And it's like, what? I was being nice and courteous of letting you stay with me while you found an apartment. And then you took advantage of my niceness. So there is a type of there's a sense of um, I don't know. I would I would be upset. I think that what you have to do is I'd be very upset. Yeah. and, And upset in the sense of, like, break things. No, but like. Sit down with her and say, look, these are the things that I want. It doesn't change how I feel about you, but it's, it's, these are the things that I want. I'm not ready to move in with a girlfriend, and I feel like the situation got out of hand, and that's partly my fault. And if you want this to continue, we're going to have to find our own places. If not, then we're going to have to move on. I have a question. Do you think that something like this, where a person just stays, is the kind of thing that is forgivable, though? Because, like, this to me, it seems like indicative of. Of other stuff. I, I, do you think that that's the kind of thing people can work through? Well, I don't know. We don't know the relationship, but I would say, you know, just because she stayed with her doesn't mean that there was malicious intent. It may have come from codependency or insecurity or neediness, and all those things can be worked through. 
how she reacts to you saying, I don't want to live with you anymore is, is a different story. I mean, if she reacts badly, then okay, then it's time to end it. But if she's mature and understands that it's going to hurt her feelings, but she'll be able to move on. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because, I mean, that's someone ignoring your boundaries with, like, living space. That's a fucking, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, we don't know what she's like in other areas. Yeah, we can only speak so, on this situation. We don't know anything else about her. But you're very justified in that resentment. You're very justified in it, but also smart to not want to resent your partner. because Right, don't let the resentment get worse. Yes, my friend Mike used to joke about it because he would talk about how him and his wife had all these resentments that then they wouldn't talk about and they'd be arguing about one thing and then it would just flip to every like they'd be talking they'd be arguing about dinner and then 20 minutes later it'd be like and that's why you know how come we never go scuba diving Mm -hmm. because it's just like the resentment carries over and then every argument then nose dives into other unresolved stuff which is that's the worst place to be in Mm mm-hmm a backlog of arguments. What's the what's the next question? Okay. So, this person gave a little preface and then they have a, a series of a couple questions. Questions. I'm not cool in any way shape or form, maybe a little. But what do I have to do to be a special guest on the show? Oh. Um, I guess just send us your stuff. Also, I would recommend selling yourself a little better right there. Not that I, not that I'm, good I'm at not cool. Or interesting. Now, how do I get on the show? I'm not good at selling myself for dating, but if you want to like reach out any professionals, me, Emma personally, and Emma professionally night and day in terms of understanding networking with, you want to always make yourself seem like an asset that the asset that you need to prove to yourself that you are too well did they to say it, did they say anything else besides that was that their only question well they have another question too but if, oh. with try, trying to be on a show i would say that you know you always want to be like this is what i would offer and contribute to the thing like anything with any work field is well just you always... know i definitely want to set up like a voicemail so that like people can call in and that way they can feel more heard on the show true i guess i'm probably taking it more seriously if you want to work in entertainment overall yeah i don't but know yeah, i don't really that... want to work in entertainment Right. I'm already like getting cutthroat, like, you're too old. Like, <laughs> you're out. You're old. Uh, can you guys please, for the love of God, come to a live show in Dallas? I'll be your number one fan. I'll be your number one fan to promote the shit out of it. Aw. Alyssa. I don't know. We, 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 we want to go on tour together, but we have no idea how to do it. Yes, we're According working on According to my that. touring agent, uh, I'm not bookable. So. Which is. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yeah, that was the um, argument that I had with my booking agent was that, uh, oh, no, the, no club in the country wants me and no venue. Mateo, so I'll just stay here in New York. And if you want to come see me, you can come see me okay. here. So so you've been giving me tough love on the um, relationship front. You have to have so, all every member of your team has to, like, support you and, like, yeah, he, they have we to got rid you're... of them. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Because, like, my I'm working with someone guy, new. Like, good. Because he my guy, like loves me like there was a club that passed on me and he like anytime someone doesn't say yes he's like he's like trust me they'll regret it like we'll get him on the back end like whatever um and because a couple listeners had written in like like oh you we want to have you be at magoobie's juke joke house watch your mouth i (laughs) so i wrote my booking agent said some people have been writing me about this club and he goes oh they actually passed 
on you. And I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, but trust me, like they're lost. Like I've got you doing a bunch of other things. Yeah. My so guy would never have said that to me. You're that's crazy. He needs to be like pumped about you. Otherwise, no, how not. is he supposed to sell you? He's not. But you got a new one. I have a new one. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You want to have it be someone where you're like, they, they want, like, I feel like the, my booking guy's like more excited about me than I am. Like he's like bursting with excitement. Yeah, I don't but know. I worked I, with someone before who I always felt like he acted like he was doing me a favor, and I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Well, the thing is, like, you know, we have fans, and I want to go out and perform for them, you know, yeah. and and so, but it's like people don't understand. Like, it's not up to me. Like, I have to sort of like get like either a club has to like request me, or like my booking agent has to do it. So it's not like I'm just like refusing to go to Dallas. I'd love to go to Dallas with Emma and do shows, but like you know, right? I'm being a bit of so a boob we'll, right now. No, we'll go. We'll we'll um we'll we're working on it, and we'll let you know when we do. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I want to do a thank you to someone who wrote in that we had two a couple people write in with different like advice on ways to like structure and monetize the podcast. Thank you so much. All very oh, like, str- like they don't they think it's too messy. No, no, no. They said basically oh, like for ways, money. Ways, yeah, yeah. Oh, work. Um, yeah, we need all the help we can get. I'm, I'm currently so, calling from underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. I'm in a box. I've met a guy named Fred. At least that's what he says his name is. Um, oh, and this God. is my this is my new home. No, not true. Um, not true. But thank but thank you guys very much. And then we've got a bunch of people that want us to do their dating profiles. Which yes. we'll do that on Patreon. We'll do that on Patreon. Yeah, that'll be a lot. Of, that'll be a lot. Of, because even taking out one thing can really help now here's the here's the yeah even it. taking out a bloody gory death picture of you can really help here's the trick of it though you don't know what you don't know so like if you're like me okay that was mine was an extreme example but you might be like oh i didn't even realize you know this there was another picture i had up where i was in bed and my phone was plugged in and i was on the phone and someone said i forget if it was you or taylor Strecker said, don't have pictures of you where it looks like you need to be charging, where your phone's obviously dying and you're on it because it shows that you're like, you know, a mess. And I was like, that's a good. It was me like huddled in a corner with my phone plugged in on my phone. And I was like, true, true. Like people don't need to see that like my phone's always at 10%. Mm -hmm. You know, do you have any tips for how to like get these gay guys like in a good mood when I go on stage tonight? All you have to do is be yourself. That's it. Ugh. Honestly, Emma, that's all you have to do. It's like, like for real, like gay guys just love a strong woman and you're, you're sold. That's, I do, that's the thing. Cause usually when gay guys are at shows in the city, like we get along great, but this is, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be about, I think it's like 500 of them. That's amazing. They're going to be a great audience. You're going to call me tonight and be like, Mateo, they were unbelievable. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's funny too, when people see you before a show, because it's like, it's different. Like I'm just, I mean, I'm, like, walking around with my head down here, and then I'm going to come out on stage, like, you know. Hello, my baby. Way. Hello, my honey. Hello, my girl. And they're like, who the hell is that? Right. Like, what the hell? This is cute, too, because it's, like, older gay guys. This could be oh, these, we these you couples. Were very funny. You reminded me of Kay Thompson. Do you have any show, anything coming up you want to promote? Uh, just, no. Um. And oh, I'll be in D.C. I'll be in D.C. Ooh. the 25th and 26th at Big Hunt. 
Mateo, I love that room. That's such a fun room. I know. You're going to have a great time. I've done it before. Is the hotel they put you in nice? Yes, it is. It is actually nice. He just, I, I love that that's what you asked. But yeah, he, he just started, I think, like two years ago, like putting the comics up. It's a really nice hotel. It's like right next to the venue. It's awesome. Okay, perfect. I'm going with Kike. You're going to have – the hotel is nice and they, there's I, – I had a date with me when I was down there and it's like – it's just an awesome area. It's like a great – you guys are going to – if you guys go do coupley stuff, it will be like so fun. Yeah, so I'll be there. Cool. So the 25th and 26th That's at all the Big I got. Hunt. Wait, does this That's, air this Thursday? Yes, Oh, it does. then I'll be, I'll be in New Hampshire with Jessica Kearson. At Great. the Academy of Music, 274 Main Street, Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, it's just it's called JMC Entertainment Probably Presents Stand Up for Pride. Uh, so come see that. Me and Jessica Kearson. And, uh, and Jess, New- Jess Miller is hosting. Nice. Jess Miller's great. And that's in New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. And May 12th, I'm going to be in San Antonio doing a show. Uh, it's on my website, emmacomedy.com. And then I'll be in L.A. for a week. And then I'll be back and just in New York. Work. And I'm in L.A. at the same time as Canadian. So, we'll I see. mean. We might rendezvous, maybe not. I don't know. I would like to be strong and not. My main focus when I'm out there is I'm working on a show about Maine Lobsterman that's uh, been a little bit tough. Um, it's not a comedy. It's an unscripted show. So I'm, ca- I'm trying to Skype with Maine Lobsterman, which is hilarious in itself. I was talking to one of them yesterday. And I go, so can you tell me a little bit about dating in the area? And he, guess what he goes? He hmm. goes, dating, he goes, dating, you mean like human dating? Oh my God. But I had to, I was he like. He really said uh, that? He didn't, he was not inferring animal dating. He just didn't know what I was talking about. I Girl. was like, yeah, like human dating. And he was like, oh, well, everyone knows each other up here. So, so it, there's not a so lot So we of don't that. date. I, I was like. <gasps> like all right just i'm just trying over here and then i i sent someone a link to um the that tuna show like the there's some show about tuna fishermen and i was like should i even try to do my main show this show's happening and they were like oh that'll come on the producers and i was like no i am the producer of the show so god damn it but so i'm gonna be out there hopefully working on that but i'm gonna leave it pretty open to try to be healthy and balanced okay but, well, I think this is a good episode. We really have, we keep diving into your um, uh, well, relationship with this Canadian girl. We covered a lot of ground. I feel like I'm not now. I'm not bringing anything to this to this podcast because I'm in a little are bit of crazy? a dump right you're, now financially. No, you're not. You're you are you are a wealth of information. Mm, maybe you're a wealth of information. I, I have a bit about Jesus being gay that I'm really into right now. That's making me happy. It's crazy that you don't see that you don't see that you're a wealth of information. Uh, we'll get there. You, yeah, you're a wealth of information. You keep saying that because it's true. Over and over again, you're a, a wellspring of of information and clearly indicative of someone who's been taking therapy seriously. Oh, thank you so much. I have to stop taking it this month because I have no money. Really? God damn it. Oh, God. Wait, well, one of us has to be in therapy. We can't have both of us not in therapy. I mean, I'm not, like, going to derail and, like, you know... That's what I said, Mateo. That's around, what I said. Run around with no hair. Well, that's just happening oh, no. naturally, but, you know. 
I saw a therapist for about a year and a half, and it was great when I was in Boston. And then I came back, and then I was still sober for a year. And then and then I remember being like, oh, I'll be fine. Now, two years later, I'm I I the pendulum swinging between sex robot and like all the other problems you guys are hearing about. So I like how you led with sex robot, and then everything else is just the other problems. Someone one one of the two of us has to be in therapy. Oh, Bob, the drag queen, and Monet want you on their podcast. Anytime. Bob's got to come on our podcast, too. Yeah, when he gets back from Berkeley. But you need to go to Monet's house. It's in the Bronx, but you should go. It's got a lot of listeners, and they're great. Cool. I lived in Harlem for a while, and I used to go up to the Bronx a lot. And, it, and it's not too much of a hike. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a... Okay, cool. This well, is good. Thank you, guys. We'll let you, I'll let you all know, of course, how the show goes tonight. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.